0: You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello all, Eric Rivenus with the Most Notorious Podcast here. Each week I interview an author or historian about a historical true crime, tragedy, or disaster. Subject matter ranges from gunslingers to Gilded Age murder to gangsters to fires to pirates to wild prison breaks. My guests bring their incredible knowledge directly to you. Please subscribe to Most Notorious on your favorite podcast app. Cheers, and have a safe tomorrow. Valentine's Day, 1969. The Vietnam War was raging, and a North Vietnamese Army platoon was advancing toward a U.S. base in Da Nang. Air support couldn't offer any help. A monsoon had made sure of that. Captain John Wiley knew the platoon needed to be stopped, or at the very least delayed. Lucky for Wiley, one of his men knew exactly where the advancing platoon would soon cross the river under the cover of darkness, and had the unique skills to stop them. That soldier was a sniper named Chuck Mahani. Mahani told Wiley that he would head down to the river and cover the spot where the North Vietnamese troops were going to cross. He and his spotter set up where the grass was short and the murky water was shallow and waited. It was getting dark, but Mahani had a perfect view of the river in a night vision scope. Sure enough, the enemy platoon eventually started to wade into the water right where Mani said they would. Mani locked his first target in the sights and fired, then instantly, another shot, and another, and another. In just 30 seconds, 16 North Vietnamese soldiers went down, each one thanks to a bullet right through his skull. But however extraordinary this feat of marksmanship may sound, it was just another day in the field for the legendary Chuck Mahini, a man who once called Vietnam the ultimate hunting trip. Over the course of his 16-month tour in Vietnam, he racked up 103 confirmed kills and another 216 probable kills, making him the deadliest sniper in the history of the U.S. Marine Corps. You're listening to History Uncovered, brought to you by the digital publisher All That's Interesting, where we explore the uncharted corners of the natural world and the world past. I'm All That's Interesting staff writer Austin Harvey, and Today we'll be discussing the life and legacy of Chuck Mahoney, the Marine Corps' deadliest sniper. Charles Benjamin Mahoney was born in Lakeview, Oregon in 1949. His father was a World War II veteran, a former Marine himself, who taught his son from a young age how to shoot a gun. The two hunted together often, and by the time Mahini graduated from high school in 1967, he was already an expert marksman. Despite his skills with a rifle, however, Mahini had originally planned to enlist with the Navy after graduation. Instead, a Marine Corps recruiter sweetened the pot, and told Mahini that he wouldn't have to enlist until after deer hunting season. Mahini's decision was made. Once deer season was over, he enrolled in scout sniper school at Camp Pendleton in California and graduated in April of 1968. Soon enough, he was off to Vietnam and thrust right into the middle of one of the Vietnam War's bloodiest stretches. He was dispatched as a rifleman to Lima Company initially, but only stayed there for three months. After several reassignments, Mahaney eventually found himself with Delta Company, where he would spend the rest of the war and where he would make his greatest mark. Then came the moment on Valentine's Day 1969 when Mahini took out 16 North Vietnamese soldiers before they could cross the Han River, but moments like this were astonishingly commonplace throughout Mahini's tour of Vietnam. It wasn't just that he was a good shot, he was arguably the best shot. Most of the Vietnam War was fought with automatic or semi-automatic weapons. Shots fired off quickly in a spray of bullets that the army referred to as, quote, mad minutes. Snipers, on the other hand, used single-shot bolt-action rifles. They hid away from the fray, carefully aligning their shot before pulling the trigger. At a distance, they were deadly, but if enemy soldiers got close, they were sitting ducks. Snipers like Mahani kept a sidearm with them, but it wasn't for close-quarters conflict. If their location was found out and the enemy closed in, the pistol they kept with them was used to take their own life. But Mahani never had to use his sidearm. He was among the best and could hit his mark more than a thousand yards out with startling frequency. He had an uncanny ability to accurately determine a target's distance, gauge how much moisture was in the air, and factor in weather conditions and terrain when it was time to take his shot. This is how he ended his short 16-month tour in Vietnam with more confirmed kills than any other sniper in the history of the U.S. Marine Corps, 103. Meanwhile, the 216 probable kills additionally attributed to Mahoney were only listed as such because, in most situations, it was too dangerous for a fellow soldier to examine the body and confirm the kill. Mahoney later described his experience in Vietnam as, quote, "...the ultimate hunting trip, a man hunting another man." who was hunting me. Don't talk to me about hunting lions or elephants, he said. They don't fight back with rifles and scopes. Yet, despite Mahini's impressive record, few outside of those he served with knew his story. For decades, Mahini's feats in Vietnam remained close to his chest. It wasn't that he was ashamed, far from it, but rather that Mahini didn't care to boast or share his tale. In fact, In 2000, more than 30 years after he served in Vietnam, Mahoney told the Los Angeles Times that he, quote, just did what he was trained to do, and that he was in country a long time in a very hot area and didn't do anything special. Anyone who knew him would surely disagree with that last part. The Box of Oddities is a Webby award-winning podcast that explores a world that's strange, bizarre, and sometimes hilarious. Married couple Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth bring their irreverent brand of humor and unique chemistry to unusual topics that range from medical oddities to abandoned funeral homes to unexplained paranormal phenomena. With nearly 30 million downloads since its launch in 2018, The Box of Oddities has become a rapidly growing community of people who share an interest in the stranger side of life. In each episode, Kat and Jethro bring an independently picked true topic to surprise each other with. Often bizarre, shocking, or just plain weird, these topics are certainly always interesting. As late-night host Jimmy Kimmel said, should you be the type who is interested in weird stuff, this is a fun thing to allow in your head. Go listen to The Box of Oddities wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't until fellow sniper Joseph Ward's book, Dear Mom, A Sniper's Vietnam, was released in 1991 that Mahoney's accomplishments would truly become known. Mahoney had hardly talked about his time in Vietnam prior to this, even those close to him knew little of what he had really seen or done during the war. But Ward worked alongside Mahoney; it was only natural that Mahoney's name would come up when Ward recounted his story. In fact, Ward's impression of Mahini based on reputation before meeting him was that he was, quote, an eccentric man with an obsession for killing. What he found when the two met, however, was that Chuck Mahini was a professional in every sense of the word. The day after they met, Mahini took Ward out to, quote, see how he handled himself. They left base camp and were about an hour away with a small squad when the point man noticed soldiers from the North Vietnamese Army 900 yards away. Almost immediately, Mahini was dashing to a small rise about 75 feet away, with Ward tailing behind him. By the time I focused my field glasses and confirmed they had weapons, Ward wrote, Chuck had his breathing under control, and the first shot rang out. In less than 30 seconds, Mahini took down three of the Vietnamese soldiers. Ward mentioned that Mahini wanted to get more than 100 kills, but wrote at the time that the reasoning for this was known only to Mahini himself. Even after the book's release, however, Mahini didn't speak much about his time in Vietnam. He wasn't made for the limelight. He preferred to hunt deer with his friends and live the quiet, simple life. But he nevertheless began receiving requests to give presentations and demonstrations describing his techniques as a sniper and to tell the story of his feats during the war. It took nearly a decade of pestering before he finally decided to share details of his time in Vietnam, and his reasoning was twofold. One, he really couldn't remain anonymous anymore, and two, he felt that by sharing his experience, he could change the public perception of what exactly it is that a sniper does. Mahini's kill count is often the thing that people point to when talking about his skills, and while it is certainly impressive in its own morbid way, Mahini also said that he felt the public had an image of snipers as bloodthirsty assassins. But to him, that wasn't what it was about. Rather, Mahini felt that a good sniper actually saved more lives than they took, because it isn't just about killing the enemy, but getting inside their heads. The psychological component of coming under fire from a sniper can often be more dangerous than the sniper's bullets. It undercuts the enemy's will and ability to fight. This understanding harkens back to an old Chinese proverb, one that's on the wall at the sniper school at Camp Pendleton. Kill one man, terrorize a thousand. No, snipers weren't bloodthirsty assassins, not in Mahini's eyes, at least. By the time he began speaking publicly about his service, he offered to help train a new generation of snipers and recited to them the same lecture he'd been given after his first kill. That wasn't a man you just killed. It was an enemy. This is our job. This is what war is all about. You screw up, you die. That didn't mean to kill without mercy, though. Sometimes the death that Mahini wrought was instant. Other times, his targets would drop to the ground, alive but in agonizing pain. Mahini decided it was better to deliver a mercy shot and put these men out of their misery. Once he saw that a platoon leader had posted a ranked kill board for his snipers. Mahini scolded him. It wasn't meant to be a competition, as he said, some of these young kids wanted to get killed so they were taking chances with their lives the platoon leader quickly took the board down. Even though he had become disillusioned with America's ultimate objectives in Vietnam, Mahini extended his tour twice and stayed in the war in order to use his skills to protect his fellow soldiers. But snipers carried a lot of psychological baggage that other soldiers would never have known. Looking through the magnifying lens of their scope, they saw death more intimately than most other soldiers. They had the closest look into the reaper's eyes and after 16 months in Vietnam, a chaplain believed that Mahaney was suffering from combat fatigue. They pulled him from the field and assigned him to be a rifle instructor at Camp Pendleton, but Mahany still had nightmares about being back in Vietnam. Ultimately, he decided that he didn't want to go back to fighting and he couldn't stand the regimented, orderly life in a training battalion. So he left the Corps and returned to Oregon. He quickly took a job in the Forest Service and worked on a road maintenance crew. He tried his best to put the war behind him and, with time, the nightmare stopped. In his book, Joseph Ward was the first person to put an official number to Mahini's kill count, 101. If true, Mahini would have surpassed the previous record held by gunnery sergeant Carlos Hatchcock another Vietnam vet whose feats up until 1991 had been far more public than Chuck Mahoney's. Hatchcock's record was 93 confirmed kills. Both the press and military buffs were quick to try and disprove Mahoney's record, only to find that Ward had actually underestimated, and that the official record for Mahoney was 103 kills. The story quickly spread that Chuck Mahoney, the humble Forest Service employee from Oregon, was also the deadliest sniper in the history of the Marine Corps. Knowing that he couldn't keep the secret from close friends and family any longer and not wanting them to find out from some third party, Mahini gathered a select few individuals one night and told them the shocking information he'd kept from them for over two decades. Naturally, many of them didn't know how to react. For months after, Mahini and his wife would go out for an evening with friends only to be greeted by sideways stares and awkward silences. Thankfully though, over time, Mahini's friends adjusted. He was able to live a normal life, despite the notoriety that had been thrust upon him. He and his wife had three children, hosted the biggest Super Bowl parties in the neighborhood, and he continued to hunt, just as he had alongside his father as a boy. In the end, the only regret Mahoney said he had about his time in Vietnam was one North Vietnamese soldier who managed to get away from him. The man had been walking along in civilian clothes, tattered, cotton, not the sort of thing you'd see a soldier wearing. But when Mahini looked through his scope, he saw that the man carried a rifle. He fired, but the shot missed. Strange, he wouldn't normally miss a shot like that. It was only later that Mahini learned an armorer had not equipped his scope properly. He fired off a few more shots, but none of them hit their mark and the man fled into the forest. I can't help thinking about how many people that he may have killed later, how many of my friends, how many Marines, Mahini said. That still bothers me.